Welcome to episode 11 of the Broaden Your Perspective podcast. Today, I have high school senior Gorab Acharya joining me on the show. Fresh off of an amazing senior basketball season, playing for Sir Charles Tupper Secondary School, Gorab and I sit down and chat about basketball, academics, future plans, and more. He is much more than just an athlete. Gorab also recently started Move to Be Different, where he challenges people to change daily habits in order to reach their goals. He posts actively on social media and encourages everybody to join him on his 30-day challenges. Without further ado, here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Broaden Your Perspective podcast. Today, I have a special guest on the show today. His name's Gorab. And before I get this thing started, I just wanted to say that, you know, the thing that I really like about this podcast is that when I started this, I thought that, you know, my mindset and perspective that I had on life were unique to me, especially for my age, right? But, you know, this just goes to show that once I started posting more stuff on social media regarding the podcast and stuff like that, I've had, you know, tons of people reach out to me that, you know, I didn't know shared a similar mentality that I had. And I distinctly remember you were one of the people that kind of reached out to me. And it it's funny because we go way back, right? All the way to, what was that? I, I must have been grade eight and you were what, grade six? Grade yeah, five, grade like six, I think. Yeah. Yeah, just we played, you know, basketball together at the Richmond Oval at one of the uh, club basketballs in BC called Drive Basketball. Um, you know, a lot of long days there over the summer. But, you know, I just remember growing up playing basketball. We were just playing all the time at the Oval. So I guess let's start with Gorab, the basketball player. So talk to me a little bit about your experience as a high school basketball player. I know the season's kind of wrapped up now, but what do you think uh, this experience has brought you? Because, I mean, you are playing at the highest level of high school basketball in BC. Um, any skills or things that you learned that's helped you grow as a person through this? Yeah, most definitely. Um, the first thing is I learned a lot because I had a great coach. So like coaching also plays a big part on how you develop as a basketball player. So when I first came in, I was already part of the Tupper basketball program because I used to run, I used to go to all the camps when I, since I was five. And since then, um, I'd be practicing at their summer camps. And like during the summer camps is where I mainly learned the skills of like hard work and our coaches tell us stories about like uh, other alumni and stuff like that and I really learned a lot from the stories um, such as like hard work perseverance and uh, there's one person I looked up to which was uh, James Lum and he was a former Tupper alumni and he had all his grades uh, he had over like a 90% average and he was also one of the best basketball players in BC. So I looked up to him and I wanted to be that person as well because I I valued my academics, but I also loved playing the game of basketball. So uh, during like from grade eight uh, to grade 12, it's just been basketball and school and yeah. Um, like during that time, it was just a lot of time management, like skills that needed to be learned. 
right? Because in order to um, manage basketball in school during grade eight to like grade 10, it was a lot easier. But as soon as I got to the senior level, it was practice after school. I wanted to practice in the morning to get a bit better. And, and then I had to study at night and our practices would go from seven to nine. So it was either I had to time manage my, uh, I had to manage my time from after school till practice, or I had to stay up late and uh, give up my hours of sleep for the next day. Hmm. But I, I think one thing that, you know, immediately stood out to me was the first thing that you said was your coach, right? And I think uh, not a lot of teams maybe share that sense of where, you know, kind of the, the coach instills a sense of camaraderie among the team. Because I know, because I played at a much lower level in uh, for BC high school basketball, um, the leagues are split by your school size, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. And so I had a tiny, tiny school. Before, you know, I entered high school basketball, a lot of my coaches were, you know, these guys were English teachers or, or drama teachers that were just volunteering. They're just volunteering their time into doing something like this. You know, um, it wasn't until, you know, going into grade nine, grade 10, grade 11, we, we, we brought in a, an actual basketball coach. Um, so talk to me about the philosophy that your coach kind of instilled into your team. And, you know, how did he rally you guys? What how do you, why do you think he was so inspirational to you guys to allow you guys to rally around something? Cause I watched that documentary that BC sports hub posted that kind of, you know, showcased the, the culture of Tupper basketball, but just talk to me a little bit about that philosophy. Right. So it was, it would be mostly during like the summer camps where he would have time to tell us stories about his past and his journey of basketball. Um, because during the season, it's really hectic. You have different practices and you have, you have to learn different stuff for the game rather than just like storytelling. Um, so what he would tell us was like his story of him growing up in high school and being one of the top prospects in the province. I, I believe he lived in Nova Scotia and he, he was one of the top prospects in high school. He ended up going to St. Mary's to one of the best uh, university uh, Canadian university basketball teams that ever formed other than Carleton. And right. uh, he also played on the national team. So just hearing stories like that kind of inspired everybody else, I guess. And he would also tell stories about other players and alumni um, and how their journey set them up for success. And like the, our main thing is called, it's the journey, not the destination. Mm-hmm. So what you have to focus on is uh, every little step throughout the journey and you will get close to your destination. If you don't get there, that's totally okay because you've gone so much further than if you didn't go along the journey. And well, he learned a lot of things like throughout his basketball career. And one of the biggest things is to rally our team together would be I could poke you with one finger and if I hit your eye, you could maybe bleed. But if I took all five fingers and formed a fist, I would be able to knock you out with one punch. And mm-hmm. that's why we need everybody from one to five, one to 15 to be together and work on their game. Otherwise, so we can be that big punch rather than just the poke in the eye. Right. I mean, that that philosophy and that mindset is definitely very translatable outside of, you know, just the basketball scene as well. 
Um, so, you know, just listening about your coach, I can already tell he's a very, uh, I guess he's a very perspectively open person that, you know, he's, is doing great things for young kids. Right. So um, talk to me a little bit more about work ethic. Right. Because, I mean, you weren't you aren't one of the tallest guards in the province right now. Right. And so <laughs> right, right. I, I know that a lot of times you were probably seen as, you know, the underdog or people would underestimate you. What is that mental battle if any that you may have to deal with with you know people saying oh he's not tall enough or he's too small um he can't drive to the paint stuff like that how did you how did you react to something like that you know with your work ethic and stuff um early on like in my basketball career i would complain why um i wasn't tall enough why i wasn't given the genetics to be tall enough and but i realized like i can't complain about that now like it is what it is and I have to make the best of what I got. So uh, what I did instead was um, look up to people who were doing well in the basketball game and were short. Like I looked up to Isaiah Thomas, Nate Robinson, and they always have the motto hard over height. Right. And hard over height can mean different things. So I was like, not during the game, but before the game starts, it's all about preparation. Um, being a shorter player, you have to work much harder than some of the taller players because in order to learn different finishing moves, to not get blocked, uh, to be able to shoot from a bit further out because uh, you're less likely to get a shot closer to the paint. And just you have to work, you have to get those extra hours in that some of the tall players can get by with. But if I wanted to get to the next level, I thought, I have to work a lot harder than them. And like during the game, it's all about your effort because if you are lazy and you're not playing defense, then that could get you off the court as a small player. And yeah, it's all about that heart throughout the season, not not just during the game, but it's all throughout the season and during the summer, all through preparation. Yeah. And just, you know, just me right now kind of speaking with you. I mean, this is the first time we've connected since those basketball camps. I mean, it's been a few years and I'm just amazed by your mentality at your age. Right. Because I remember when I was in grade 12, I wasn't talking about these things or thinking about these things. I was just kind of uh, school this, school that. But, you know, I remember watching that documentary or a mini documentary that uh, BC Sports Hub posted about your guys on YouTube. And I think I'm pretty sure it was you, but somebody on the team said, you know, I think it was in regards to, you know, pressure and and dealing with stuff like that. You know, you talked a little bit about risk, which is one thing I love to talk about all the time on the podcast is that, you know, at our age, whether what are you now, 17, I'm 19, you know, honestly, we don't have much risk or much real life pressure to say right we have no kids to feed we have no mortgage to pay we don't have these you know real life things that may be bucking us that other people have to deal with so you know I think it was just really amazing that you're able to say something like that but do you want to kind of just expand on that a little bit more about what you were what you were talking about during that uh, clip yeah um our coach always used to say like you guys are in high school it's one of the easiest things you can do in your life and you don't have to pay the bills your your parents buy you new shoes and like you're you're doing all these things that are not really pressure in real life situations like i do a lot of community work uh, around and in my school and 
uh, like we recently fundraised for like the holiday hamper campaign where some families don't have enough uh, to spend on Christmas dinners and stuff like that. So we provide those holiday hampers for them. And then I'm here thinking like, oh, I have a pressure for a basketball game. Like that's just not giving respect to those people who are dealing with real pressures in real life. And I recently heard Damian Lillard say the same thing about pressure in the playoffs. And I like, I, I really agree with that because that isn't really showing respect to the people who have to deal with real struggles in real life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Um, so how did you, how do you feel like you came about this mindset then? Do you think it was mostly like, not just, um, you know, the pressure situation, but kind of everything that we talked about, like your your maturity and your outlook and perspective on life. How do you think you were able to develop this mentality? Was it mostly through your coach or what, share a little bit about your journey of your own self-awareness, I guess? Um, I guess it started off with my coach and then um, he he told us that you should join multiple clubs at our school. And that's kind of what I did. I joined like different clubs throughout my school. I joined student council. Um, we had a we had a club called SOS Club that fundraised for uh, different uh, natural disasters that happened throughout the world. And I also joined like business club and Best Buddies, which is where you work with um, uh, students with like developmental or intellectual disabilities. And, um, like throughout that process, when you're working outside of your comfort zone, which was basketball at the time, and you open it up to like a much larger situation and, and the real world stuff, I realized there was so much more out there. And also like through my own failures and throughout basketball, I was able to reflect and see like okay, it's not much of a struggle. I can just work hard and then I'll get there. Right, right. So, you know, speaking about pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, I know your high school basketball season has come to an end now. So what is your, I guess, plan for the next year? Is basketball something that you want to pursue? Because I know before you also talked about how how much you value academics as well. So how do you deal with that decision? Can you make it work or what's kind of your scope for the next year? Yeah, this was actually a decision I was debating for a long time after the the season. I had to take like at least a week or two to reflect on the years that I played basketball and um, just see what was the best move for me after. And what I realized uh, within those two weeks was I really miss basketball. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, um, I've been reaching out to coaches that to the schools that I apply to. And I sent them uh, my game film. um, And I just been waiting for they, they sent me responses. They said they'll get back to me. And it's just like a waiting game right now. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen uh, for the next year, but I'm hoping it's basketball and school. Um, if not, then, um, it's totally fine. I have my school, uh, ahead of me and I'm hoping to pursue a degree in engineering. Engineering. Okay, cool. Um, so if it, if it comes down to it, you're, you're saying that you're willing to kind of sacrifice the basketball journey to pursue your academic journey. Yeah, that's correct. 
Yeah. Okay. So why? So why engineering? Why? Why? Why do you have an interest in engineering? Where did that come from? Um, my family always valued uh, mathematics, and then that was always the main thing that was like pushed towards me when I was really young. It was always like um, I would do math, like workbooks, like in the summer as a kid, uh, preparing for the next year. And um, throughout like elementary school and high school, math was mainly my like best subject. And um, as I got into physics in grade 11 and 12, I really started to get interested in like the engineering world. Um, I We had a project for the spaghetti bridge that uh, everybody does every year at, mm-hmm. in our physics class. And um, we ended up winning our competition. And I was really surprised because um, my other partner, who was also like a basketball and baseball player, were surprised. Like we were just two athletes that ended up making a bridge that was pretty, that won. And I realized I, I could have a future in this. And um, lately I've been getting into looking at the tech industry. So rather than going into civil engineering with my interest in mathematics and also the engineering world, I was thinking of computer engineering. Okay. Okay, cool. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Um, so, you know, right now you're, you're a senior getting ready to just graduate high school. I mean, you just got a few final exams, I guess, to write. So, you know, reflecting on your high school career, what would you say, you know, not just in terms of academics, but through kind of your growth as an individual from come, entering high school, what would you say has been one of your biggest challenges or failures and how did you overcome it? I believe it's balancing the right amount of like school academics and uh your passion or what you want to pursue um and being in charge of yourself for that to prepare for uh, the world because i know in high school we can get caught up in our social life really easily um being trying to be connected with friends um trying to fit in with everybody um and that can really take a toll on you after i believe because um what your passions are what's going to let you pursue what you want to do uh for your career so i guess um learning early on that in grade eight and grade nine i was i was i was trying to fit in too much i was trying to hang out i was trying to fit my social life around too much but i in like grade 10, I made the, made the jump where I would, I just stuck to my passion and I just played basketball. And, um, from that experience, I realized that I I reflected that I do need the balance. I need my social life. I need my, uh, uh, passion, but it needs to be a balance between the two and also, uh, my academics. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough battle to kind of, you know, weigh, right? Because, you know, going through high school, obviously, I didn't go to as, as big of a high school as you did. I went to a tiny private school out in Maple Ridge. And my graduation class was 35, 40 kids, right? It was ridiculously small. And, you know, being in such a small environment, 
there is already a, a huge kind of social aspect that I also battle with where, you know, I want to fit in or how do I meet these social expectations? But going into a huge school such as Tupper, you know, dealing with it is one thing, but how, what, what advice would you share to anybody that's, you know, grade nine or grade 10 that's currently going through high school that may be restricting themselves and limiting themselves just because they want to fit in or they want to seem cool with their friends, right? Because that's a tough decision to make to kind of take a step back and say, you know what, like, you know, I want to be who I am. I want to be myself and pursue the own things that I'm interested in. So how did you kind of deal with that social, I guess, pressure is probably not the right word to say it, but um, how did, yeah, how did you deal with that social pressure? Um, what I did was I found the right crowd that I should be hanging out with. Right. Because early on I was, I was really hanging out with like everybody um, because we would, we'd hang out in large groups but I really started to dive deep into like who I really should hang out with, who are the positive people in my life. And like the ones that really connected with me the most. And um, I would be with them whenever I could, whenever, uh, when there was free time, like mostly on weekends, sometimes after school, if, if I had everything done. So our, the main thing is you have to get everything done that you want to do throughout the day and you can't value your social life over that. That's my perspective because, um, I have goals that I had planned out for myself. And in order, in order to achieve those goals, I couldn't let my social life or other distractions lead me to not pursue my goals. Social life is great and all, and I need that balance, but I had to make sure I did everything that I had to do throughout the day in order to reach my goals. Wow. So what were what were some of those goals that you had then? Uh, when I was early on, was just trying to lead my team to provincials. Uh, that was one of my goals. I wanted to play post-secondary basketball. So uh, that was also one of my goals. And... Um, yeah, and then like in my pursuit through those goals, I had to make sure I had to get a basketball workout in every day. And uh, later on, I had to make sure I also worked out that day. And um, just recently, I've been trying to start up uh, a new social media thing called Move Different. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Move Different means like, you're taking the steps to move different in order to achieve your goals. Right. Right. And, um, like throughout our, our life, we stick to our habits, which are subconscious. Um, and in order to make those changes to reach our goals, we need to consciously change them to move different. And then in order to achieve those goals, uh, we have to stick to our conscious decisions in order to make it subconscious. Um, so that's what mainly what move different means to me. And then I've been trying to start it up and see what happens with it. Yeah. So, so talk to me a little bit about move different because habits are definitely super, super key, right? Because if you can turn something that you really don't like doing into a habit, then that can become very, very powerful if you know how to, 
I guess not manipulate is probably not the right word, but if you know how to control how to eliminate bad habits and create good habits, that's obviously a very, very important skill to have. So talk to me a little bit more about, you know, move different. How, what's your mindset? Like, how are you trying to take this? Is this going to be a social media thing where you're, you're posting content on Instagram? What kind of content are you going to be speaking or what's it going to be like? Um, I've been planning for it to be like 30 day challenges because um, what I've learned throughout uh, my career in basketball is like it takes 30 days to create a habit. And, um, you know, I've been trying to change my habits throughout my basketball career, such as like waking up early in the morning or working out in the morning. And uh, I've been trying to I was been thinking of posting content uh, daily through my stories of uh, what habit I'm doing every day to make sure I I let people know I'm sticking on to the habits and I'm keeping myself and others accountable and weekly posts or videos just an update of what's going on with the 30 day challenge and I also wanted to connect with people who are who want to go on the journey with me throughout the challenge for those 30 days and I'll be replying to all comments if I do have comments. All right, man. That sounds, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to be supporting you along that journey because that is definitely something that's amazing, especially if you're trying to establish a sense of accountability among other people. I know that's something that was really, really, really effective for me is that I set up these weekly accountability meetings with one of my friends, uh, Travis Fonderson, who was actually on the podcast. uh, I think it was last episode. And you know, so all we do is that that weekend, that Sunday night, we sit down and we talk about, all right, what did we achieve in the past week? What didn't we achieve? And if we didn't achieve something, then why didn't we do it? And so just by the mere fact that I have to sit down and tell somebody like, oh, I wrote this to do for my week, but I didn't do it. It, it gives me a sense of accountability, right? And I think, again, that comes down to self-awareness and understanding how your personality operates because some people can just say, you know what, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And they just put their head down and they do it. But other people, you know, there's this whole, I don't remember who it was, but I listened to a podcast and he talked about an interesting thing. It was a concept that basically split people's personalities based on how they respond to expectations. So, Some people respond better to inner expectations, i.e. the expectations they hold of themselves. And some people respond better to external expectations, right? For example, you know, going to the gym. It's hard for me to go get up in the morning by myself and go work out. But if I had a personal trainer or an external expectation to hold me accountable, then I'd be a lot more effective, right? I think it comes down to understanding that. But anyways, uh, speaking on habits, though, what do you feel are some of the successful habits that you've been able to introduce into your life that are conducive or beneficial to your success so far as a student athlete? Well, uh, the most important thing for me uh, growing up in high school was waking up in the morning to do my workouts because um, if I'm able to get up in the morning, I have so much more time throughout the day to get stuff done. So if I get my workout in in the morning, um, I would get that over with and then I would go to school and then I would also have time after school to work out. And then there, boom, I've finished the two workouts that I had to do. And then now I can go to practice and then 
uh, finish my homework and then I'll be good for the day. Um, but lately I've been trying to add some more habits or change stuff up uh, regarding my different goals now, which are all also including schools such as engineering. Um, so I've been trying to have a morning routine because I've realized that some days I don't have a lot of energy. And if I do have my morning routine and I follow everything I do throughout my morning routine, I have a lot more energy going in to the day than if I don't. Okay. So share with me a little bit about uh, that morning routine. What kind of things do you like to do in the morning or how long does it take you to go through your morning routine? Um, it depends on day to day if I, uh, follow my full list because, um, it can be time consuming. Uh, but, uh, in the perfect world, uh, or in, on some days, but I've been trying to get every day, um, I would wake up, um, I would not check my phone. I keep my phone in airplane mode and I make my bed. I'd make sure I make my bed and then I'd, I'd get up and uh, just start breathing, uh, taking deep breaths. And then after I would get up and drink a, drink a glass of water. And then I would drink, uh, I drink apple cider vinegar because uh, I heard it's uh, really good for your gut health. And it's been working for me. And then after that, I, uh, I go work out. So whether that be doing a bodyweight workout at home or going to the gym and, um, getting, and lifting weights, uh, because I realize right. if I do work out in the morning, um, I have so much more energy throughout the day. And after my workout, I take a cold shower. So I've been trying to add like multiple habits at once. Yeah. Uh, it's been kind of, it's been kind of tough, uh, but I've been gradually transitioning to it. Nice. That sounds good, man. Stick to it. I definitely agree with you as well Is you know, when you can establish a, a morning routine, a solid one that you stick by, it kind of eliminates the randomness of, all right, am I going to wake up today with a lot of energy or am I going to be kind of, oh, this is a drag to the day, right? So, uh, you know, stick with the routine. I like it a lot. Um, and, and the next thing I really want to touch on is, you know, I believe that success is the cultivation of continuously making the right decisions every day in your life you know it's not something that's obtained once like a trophy and then your work is done you know it's it's a status that's continuously attained every day and so i believe the decisions that are made on a daily basis are a reflection of a person's you know core values or their principles in life whether you know they acknowledge it consciously or subconsciously so what would you say are some of your core values that you stick by in life? That's actually one of them. Like doing the things that you have to do every day will get you to your goals that you want to be in the future. Um, that's that's kind of like uh, my main motto. And also just having a passion. Having a passion for something makes what your purpose in life a lot much better or more fulfilling and uh, with that passion needs the hard work and determination every single day in order to feel that fulfillment because lately we have a lot of uh, we get fulfillment now through likes and comments but those are only for such a short amount of time 
but when you get real real fulfillment through uh, following your journey and reaching your goals, that, that's so much more fulfilling than a like or comment. And I I just read a post. I believe it's by it was by Drive Basketball, and it was a quote of Will Smith. It was you don't when your goal is like a like a big wall that you have to build. I'm I'm definitely misreading the quote, but this is mm-hmm. briefly what I meant or read about it. It was like <laughs> your, your goal is um is like the wall, and a person who who builds a wall doesn't automatically think the wall isn't just built in a day. What the person that builds a perfect wall does is laying each brick perfectly day by day until the wall is finally built. And lately, um, I know you're a fan of David Goggins and the yeah, uh, accountability yeah, mir- mirror. So I, I have an accountability mirror in my room. Nice. And what I just recently put is a piece of paper uh, that's blank right now. And uh, starting with my new habit, which is working out every single morning, um, I'm going to lay a brick and see uh, throughout the 30 days see the wall get built so I can see a visual and I understand that I am following my journey. And if I do miss, then I have to reset because I want 30 straight days of building that wall. Very, very powerful what you just said. And I think a lot of people, regardless of if you're in high school or you're a grown adult with kids, I think, you know, everybody can take something out of that. Uh, It's very, very powerful stuff. Uh, Speaking on, you know, drive basketball, are you playing for their AAU uh, club this summer or... What's kind of your four four months uh, looking like before he head off to school in September? Uh, no, I'm actually not this season. Uh, this is like the first season since grade four that I haven't played. Mm-hmm. So it's been a bit different, but um, I'm just working on my body. Uh, if I do get to play for the next level, uh, I want to be at the athleticism that I need to be at. And also um, just uh, working on my basketball game and uh for the next couple months i'm also learning how to code so i come into school ready and um i don't know trying new things out Um, yeah that's good man that's good yeah so um you know this is kind of more of a, a personal question i guess for me because i know you know when i was in this stage in my life when i was debating all right you know do i want to full out pursue basketball or do i want to full out pursue academics you know i was kind i kind of had the similar mentality where i was like hopefully i can make the two work together you know right now i'm i'm a student at the university of waterloo so you know i tried to the same thing as you did you know reach out to the coach you know go to tryouts for the waterloo team um, unfortunately i didn't make it but I know that that came down to my own ability to work hard because definitely I wasn't taking basketball as seriously throughout, you know, the high school season as I was during this two, three month gap in between. Right. I wasn't practicing as consistently working out as much. And I was kind of just on the fence, right? I wasn't taking a full leap into it. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't saying, oh, completely, it's, it's not an option for me. So what what is your, your future kind of looking like right now before you head into university? Are you still, you mentioned, you know, working out every day to build your body. Are you still training a lot on the court, off the court? Like, how are you going to pursue basketball during these next few months leading up to September, I guess? Yeah, I'll, I'll still be training as hard as I can for basketball 
just in case like I do get the opportunity, I want to be able to show out and be prepared and be prepared rather than just getting prepared the few months before. Um, I understand that I have time in my hands and it's only a few exams that I have left of high school. So I want to make use of the time that I do have and do workouts off the court, on the court, and um, keeping myself accountable on the basketball court while also um, trying to be prepared for university through that academic side. So, you know, we're getting near kind of the end of, of the podcast right now, but what's the impact or the legacy you want to leave behind on the world? Is that something you've ever thought about or you, you want to just share a little bit about your mindset regarding that? Yeah, I've, I've definitely thought about this and I don't really know what kind of impact I want to put out, but I know I want it to be a big one. So, um, I'm still debating on what I should pursue in my future, but I'm taking the steps in order to build habits that will let me pursue anything I want and try to be the best I can at it. Because I've always had this mentality of if you're going to do something, go all in and do the best you can. And I'm going to take that and transition it to everything that I do. Um, I want to be able to impact other people's lives rather than mine, rather than just mine. Because I do want a fairly uh, a life that I can manage and I'm not wor- worrying about uh, paying the bills. I, I want to be well off, but I also want to impact those who don't have much and I want to be able to support them as well. Wow. That is that that's amazing, man. Just the fact that, you know, I, I don't think a lot of other 17 year olds share the the mindset that you that you have right there. But, you know, I can definitely share at least a little bit from my experience that the take you kind of have on things right now is, is great, man, because I think the fact that you're able to not figure out, but identify that, you know, the journey is more important than the destination. That was something I always had mixed up. You know, I, I always remember, you know, from a young age, there was something that really stuck to me. It was that either in life, you can either choose uh, the process and accept the results or choose the result and accept the process. And, you know, the philosophy behind that is, OK, if I choose the result, I, I want to be a billionaire. I want to be, you know, super well off. I have to, you know, I want oh my yacht, whatever, whatever then I have to accept the process of the hard work that it's going to take for me to attain something like that. But, you know, as you talked about earlier, that's not where true fulfillment comes from, right? What's the point of not wasting, but doing something I don't like to do 20, 30 years just to achieve some future that, you know, a lot of people who already live that life say that, you know, money isn't everything. And so I think, you know, the, the journey is definitely... The, the best thing to focus on. And I, I really like what you just said there about, you know, you're focusing on developing those transferable skills that will allow you to succeed in whatever environment you're put into, right? Right. It's a really good strategy to have instead of saying, all right, you know what, I'm going to be a technical expert on coding. Well, instead, how about focusing on your interpersonal skills, right? I'm going to develop the habit to, as you talked about earlier, everything that I do, I'm going to do it with excellence and the best of my ability. If you can develop a habit like that, you know, whatever environment the future throws at you, you're going to be able to succeed, right? If that's something you've been able to build in your life. Um, So I, you know, I really, I'm really preaching what you're saying right now. Um, And so, okay, 
if you had, this is a question that I like to ask all my guests. If you had $200 million burning in your pocket with only 12 months left to live, what would be the first three to five things you would want to do and why? First thing, if I had a family, I would give them like a lot to keep or just enough to keep. If I had kids that were going to college, I'd keep enough for their tuition and and my wife to be well off. So family first. Um, right. se- second thing that I would do um, is do something that I've always wanted to do is like pay or provide a scholarship under my name for other high school students that uh, have played basketball and pursue excellence in academics and um, and community work because that's something that I did growing up and I know it is challenging. So I wanted to provide like a scholarship fund that would start off and then hopefully multiply um, by the time I'm gone. And um, I would also try to fund things back home in my country where, where I'm from, uh, Nepal. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be, uh, the, the technology there isn't so great during, in the rural areas. Um, one of my plans or I was thinking of, of maybe improving education there through technology. So maybe providing the funds for that. Uh, and those are the only things that I have off the top of my head. Yeah, cool. I've been thinking. Yeah. Um, so I guess aside from basketball and school and all the extracurriculars that you said you were a part of, what other things do you like to do in your free time, your spare time? Uh, free time, uh, I really like to uh, hang out with my friends during these last few months of high school. Um, I've yeah. been... I've been behind on all the social aspects, so I've been trying to like make the most of it, <laughs> make the most of it right now. Um, yeah, before it ends, and I'm on to the next chapter. So just making the memories right now. Um, I've been uh, practicing uh, like coding, as I mentioned. Um, on my pastime, I also. Um, I've been trying to start like a, a side hustle where I've been, uh, uh, I just recently bought some things at like a thrift store and I, I watched a lot of Gary V. Uh, yeah, I was just about to say, do you watch yeah, Gary Yeah, I, wa- I watch a yeah. lot of Gary V and um, I don't know, I just wanted to start a side hustle and um, start flipping like mugs and like different uh, mug clothes. Life. Yeah, mug life. <laughs> And I'm I'm also coaching uh, for drive basketball right now for uh, the U U eleven basketball team at Burnaby. Nice, nice. So kind of giving back to the club and the community that kind of built started your basketball career. I think that's that's good stuff, man. And you know, speaking on Gary V, you know, I had mixed feelings about him in the beginning, but the more I listen to his content and the stuff that he preaches, I really respect the guy just out of the fact that you know, he, whatever he says, he actually does, right? You know, he talks about those garage sales that he used to do, or that's where his entrepreneurial journey or spirit started from. He go to garage sales, buy things for cheap, and then flip it on eBay or whatever. 
Right. And so when I first heard that, I was like, oh, this guy's just saying that he'll never do it. Then this guy went out and started a segment on his YouTube channel where he, he literally yeah. drives around to garage sales in his land, in his like whatever Range Rover, Land Rover. You know, he's a CEO of a million dollar company. And here he is filming. A, and these episodes are pretty long. What are they like 30, 40 minutes long? Yeah. Him driving to garage sales and literally buying things and then flipping them on eBay. So it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, like speaking on uh, the thing, like people who preach what they're doing, uh, like David Goggins says it, Gary Vee says it. And that's something I, I want to do if I'm going to start my social media thing. I really have to do what I'm preaching. Um, so I will make sure I stay accountable on that as well. Yeah. Good stuff, man. All right. So before I go to my very last question, do you want to tell the audience uh, where they could find more more information about you, where they could reach out to you? You want to shout out your Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm on Instagram at gorab.acharya. Um, I know it might be hard to spell, but you'll see my name on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and um, I'll also be starting an Instagram called uh, at move to number two, move number two, letter B, different, a move to be different uh, on Instagram. And that's starting up soon. Uh, that counts already up, but there's no pictures. So if you want to follow right now before it all starts up, you can. Cool. All right. I'm going to put links to uh, Gorab's Instagram as well as uh, the Move to Be Different Instagram page all in the description below. So make sure you guys go over and give it a follow and support the Move to Be Different um, kind of adventure. So my final question is, if you could write anything on an online post where you could be sure that everybody in the world would be able to see it, what would you want to write and why? First thing I would write is follow your passion um, because that was like the biggest thing for me, uh, guiding me throughout my life so far. Um, number two would be put all your effort in into everything that you do because um, it makes the most out of everything. You have to make the most out of everything you do RPT and DM seize the day. Um, and number three is um, make sure you keep a balance. Uh, reflect on yourself and understand what you like and what your dislikes are and keep a balance of those things, of your life, of your um, passion, of your education. Keep that balance. And number four, enjoy because we only have one life so just enjoy all the time that you have with your family friends and just your everyday life amazing man thank you goar for joining me on the podcast today yeah thank you for having me man if you have made it all the way to the end of the podcast thank you very much for listening i hope you enjoyed today's conversation Make sure everybody goes over to the Move to Be Different Instagram page. And if you want to connect with Gorab, a link to his Instagram will also be down in the description below. Now, I want you to screenshot a picture of the podcast, share it on Instagram or any other social media and tag three friends 
that you think would find this podcast interesting. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, leave a rating or review on whatever platform you're listening through, and I would greatly appreciate that. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Johnny underscore Sue. That's J-O-N-N-Y underscore H-S-U. And to follow the Broaden Your Perspective podcast on streaming platforms like Apple Music or Spotify for future episodes.